Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. We hope you're safe and well wherever you may be. In this episode, we'll be hearing from Amanda Green, Managing Director of International Co-Production Consultancy, The Bridge, about the first potential green shoots of recovery in Asia, and Ben Powell-Jones, Head of Original Programming at social media publisher Lad Bible Group, about new series Corona Diaries. But first... Bobby Hain, Managing Director of Broadcasting at STV, spoke with C21's Nico Franks about how the Scottish public broadcaster is adapting to the COVID-19 crisis and the way in which it may begin shaping programming moving forwards. So the STV schedule is based off the ITV network schedule where we add in our own branding promotions and of course our regional programming including news and current affairs. And the network schedule has been largely unchanged in many respects. Things have obviously come out. The SOAP schedule has thinned out so that we have the uh, the longer available time of the remaining episodes that have been recorded and completed uh, before the lockdown happened. And we have been missing things like the real Grand National, though we had the virtual Grand National a couple of weeks back. We were missing the Euros. So there will be gaps, of course, cropping up in the future. But as of now, the schedule has still had the vast majority of programmes that were intended to be in it. What we've done in our regional slate is obviously really double down on news and current affairs and particularly those genre at this time are really necessary for the audience they look to public service broadcasters they look to trusted sources we have journalists now working in new ways working remotely using zoom and using skype and facetime and so on to record pieces with people still working in the field and still recording interviews in person albeit extremely carefully for their own sake and for the benefit of the people who are our contributors but we're still producing programs and I think as you see across the board our news and current affairs program audiences have increased significantly in the past month. You mentioned yeah viewing figures going through the roof I think was it STV's peak time audience was up 45 percent quite recently and online viewing is surging but then on the other hand there's the challenges of an advertising market that's really being hit so in terms of how that's affecting what you're able to do going forward in terms of budgeting what are some of the kind of difficult decisions you're maybe having to make well we're obviously enjoying the big audiences uh, as you say with increases in our share and increases in viewing too um, and that is very welcome and to be expected it does come at the same time as advertisers are uh, reassessing their inventory and thinking about the, where they spend their money and as a business of course, we have to make sure that we conserve our cash. We're a PLC. Uh, we need to be careful. And we've taken a difficult decision to furlough some of our staff. Uh, we've paused production, of course, on our regional programs, uh, where that involves people going out from the building. Uh, and our productions arm run by David Mortimer is also in pause, uh, making programs for other broadcasters. And again, that's the case uh, for broadcasters around the world. So as a business, we are being careful uh, with our our cash and careful with our budgeting and at the same time making sure that we have the resource in place to carry on with the essentials particularly the schedule the operations our transmission and our news and current affairs and what's the general feeling you're getting from the production community in scotland like you were saying with stv productions having to pause productions but 
How do you feel the general production community is feeling? I think the word resourceful comes to mind because in the way that people are assembling uh, pitches or getting ideas together, then I think we're all inventing ways of doing things that we either had dreamt about or in some cases have never imagined, but have out of necessity had to reorganize ourselves talk to people differently in our teams and figure out ways of going forward to get content from one place to the other. So I'm certainly aware of the vast amount of work that's happening in some areas. And it really is a a kind of strange mix as you look across the building where some areas are working as usual. For some, uh, there isn't much to do because their contacts or their operations are directly affected. And so we're asking some of those people to sit out in parts of our business for the next uh, short while. And then other areas are going into overdrive to try and find the formats and the work and come up with the pitches and develop ideas that people will need because we're going to come out of this with a gap in produced content that will need filling that we'll have to draw things forward and augment with material to make sure our, our schedules are filled in in the months to come and we're seeing some new shows mostly unscripted shows sometimes filled from people's homes like jamie oliver has been doing or, or new studio shows but you know with vastly reduced production crew and on-screen crew are there any titles coming up that you've developed or commissioned since lockdown? We haven't as a broadcaster commissioned anything just yet, but I think one thing that is clear though is that this will have an impact in months and years to come on how people think about particularly contributions. I mean, the way that most people are able to join programs, albeit not in fine 4K HD quality, but nevertheless to to be a voice, uh, to appear in person, And in many cases, to be very, very acceptable contributions in in, in terms of technical quality, I think opens doors for people to think about formats and how they might get people to do things in a way that they they might not previously have thought because it was too costly or or too difficult to do so. So I I think we, we certainly will see a return to, I think, regular schedules, hopefully as soon as possible in the months to come. But I'm sure that we'll also use what we've learned in very short spaces of time that will impact on how we think about programs, how we think about access, and how we think about representation on screen, inviting more people to contribute in ways that uh, you certainly wouldn't have been your first choice six months ago, but now have become an everyday part of live television. And is there anything you're doing with STV Player, which obviously more and more people are going to now under lockdown? Any kind of library shows that are coming there or online originals? Yeah, well, there is, of course, a big opportunity for audiences because people have more time on their hands. We're seeing audience increases across the board and on our STV player. uh, I mean, I think what's been interesting is the move from commissioned content from from the ITV network and from STV. In other words, first run content that was the the kind of first uh, choice of content for STV players, catch up material. But in the past year, uh, Richard Williams, who runs that business, has really broadened the uh, the appeal of the player and brought in new content, both catalogue material and also uh, live channels that are now available under the STV Player banner. Um, and I think what we see now in the uh, in the STV Player world is many more of the programmes in the top ten are shows that are not necessarily catch up material from STV's main channel. So there's a diversity of content on the on the STV. Player. Player. And the STV player is also becoming available UK wide. You can access it on certain platforms for material that STV 
uh, doesn't have on Channel 3. So the content we get from the ITV network is ours in our license areas and is locked to those license areas, just like the ITV hub is for, for their license areas. But beyond that material, we are able to access wider rights for content like drama or uh, some uh, factual material, some comedy material uh, that's been added to the player in the past year. And that will start to roll out on the player as it joins platforms that are available UK-wide. So in a sense, it's a really exciting time for player because it's much easier to get material into a, a VOD area than it is included in a schedule where you're, you're working with junctions, you're working with the network material. So that's a different place for us to build our business and reach new audiences. And it's been really successful and has turbocharged in the last six weeks. And finally, if there was one potential solution to a, a problem that's uh, on your on your to-do list at the moment what, what would that be what could a producer or, or someone in the broadcasting industry do to kind of help a broadcaster like yourself there has to be a show which is like you know which gets the best of zoom onto tv because those moments of interacting with people and being able to talk to people um, in groups where there's still a degree of spontaneity and there's still a degree of uh, you know, connectivity and unpredictable you know, dialogue to what happens, I think is great. There's a kind of community that you can create that is on your screen that appears one at a time or one after another. Um, and I think that we, we are using the technology that's available to us to, to do for very short form 20, 30 second, maybe a couple of minute clips on news out of necessity, but there must be a way of tapping into people's talents and their worlds in a way that you do in a work context every day. All of us are so used now to FaceTime or Skype or Zoom calls or whatever they are, and there must be a way of harnessing that access and that ability to contribute that would make a program that goes longer than just you know a, a short contribution. I think the problem is one challenge you'll have is for most of us trying to watch that for any length of time would be like being at work because it would be strangely familiar. But I think I'm really excited that this new connectivity that brings people in from areas that were previously inaccessible is now very much mainstream. Bobby Hayne from STV speaking with C21's Nico Franks. You heard him there talking about the use of video conferencing technology in programming, and Nico also spoke with Ben Powell-Jones, head of original programming at social media publisher Lad Bible Group, about new series Corona Diaries, which does exactly that. You're doing a series in which four people who are in different countries and from different cultures discuss the issues they're facing. So break down in terms of how that works and the kind of logistics of putting together that production so corona diaries was an interesting one because what we're seeing in general in terms of the uh, of the company is a big uplift on um watch time as you'd imagine uh, for people who 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 want who are looking for entertainment while they're essentially in lockdown um but we're not seeing a huge uplift in in people watching corona virus based content which tells us people kind of want an escape um, so we haven't lent very hard into coronavirus content because what what we're seeing is that people want to think about something else for a little while. 
but there is definitely an appetite for it and people want to be informed and uh, have, have more information around that. So we just wanted to be really careful about what we did around it and, and what we presented. Um, so Corona Diaries was something that we came up with because we thought, well, the news about Corona uh, virus and how it's spreading and what it does to people is, is uh, very important. It's out there already uh what we wanted to do is try and focus on a bit of a positive and try to show that like in a very frightening time people all around the world are uh, experiencing the same thing so regardless of which country you're from you are sort of experiencing a very uh, similar fear at the moment um so that was kind of the idea behind it so we had this idea that we wanted to connect up different countries and have them discuss and share their lives and what their experience is and within that we really wanted to have people at different points in their curve so that they could be talking to each other about what the person behind them can expect um, so we put a call out on our social channels um, we had a lot of people interested in taking part in the project uh, we chose four people who I think are very very warm pleasant nice to listen to people and um, we essentially used a, uh, a video video conferencing app very similar to the one you and I are talking on right now and um, we put them together um, it was a challenge uh, internet being different in different places and um, obviously time zone is uh, different for different people that was quite tricky and then the turnaround was also we wanted to do it quickly because we were aware that you know, a lot of people were probably doing similar things, but we didn't want to do it so fast that it felt rushed. Um, so we, we, we kind of got that working, got the people that were willing to do it with us and uh, got the record done, took a few back and forth, had to do a few different kind of like makeshift bits to make it work. Um, but we're pleased with the finished result that went out the other day and um, we've, we've already recorded episode two, which is very interesting because the Chinese girl who was in lockdown in a hotel in China in episode one has now been released and she's back in her home. Um, and a couple of others of them have some updates, which um, as a, someone in England at the moment made me feel quite glad to be in England. Um, the Italian chap is not allowed further than 200 meters from his front door at the moment, which isn't a fun situation. Uh, and then there's also interesting bits you get to see how different places cope in terms of the Chinese girl who was quarantined in a hotel and couldn't leave her hotel room had her food delivered by a robot, which was fascinating to see. We've got all of them to film kind of UGC on their phones, taking us through their days. And um, when we got that video back, yeah, one of the sections was a sound at her door and she answers it and basically R2-D2 sitting there with a little tray of food. She takes it off him and it wheels off down the corridor. Um, so it's just kind of quite fascinating to see how different cultures are, are dealing with it and how what the impact is on the psyche of the people living there. Lad Bible Group's Ben Powell-Jones talking with Nico Franks. As mentioned there, different countries are at different stages with the virus and despite China today reporting a 50% leap in the number of deaths in Wuhan, where the outbreak began, people in some parts of the country have begun to return to work. Last week, Shanghai Media Group, one of the country's biggest broadcasters, 
ordered a local version of dance competition format The Greatest Dancer from Simon Cowell's Psycho Entertainment and Fremantle. Clive Whittingham spoke with Amanda Groom, Managing Director of International Co-Production Consultancy The Bridge, which brings UK, US and Asian partners together on projects, about tentative signs of optimism from the region and how events might play out as countries emerge from lockdown. As we've seen, China is beginning to come back to normal. Not entirely. Beijing still is... is has sort of real uh, some sort of shutdown measures, but on the whole, China is becoming uh, is coming out of all of this, and of course you can see signs of that already. Uh, a post-coronavirus signing is the um, Shanghai Media Group Psycho Fremantle format, the magnificent uh, dancer, which is expected to be big and the Shanghai Media Group being one of the leading media groups, of course, one of the leading broadcasters in China. So already post-coronavirus deals have been done there, which gives us some optimism. Certainly in South Korea, they're already looking, they're already moving back into filming and production. So with a lot of the projects that the bridge has, potentially these are, well, these are all co-productions. So there is consideration that, in fact, we might actually be doing the Asian aspects of the filming before we can pick up again here in the uh, in the West. But of course, we have yet to see. How is that going to going to work? Because like you say, we, it looks like um, a lot of the Western world is going to stay on this lockdown um, for quite some time. You, I mean, at least a month, you would think. Mm. Uh, well, where, is it, it, whereas Asia, Asia is going to going to be reopened and and mm-hmm. tearing off into the distance. Maybe is that is that the is that the theory? Look, that that is the theory. With programming, it's interesting. There have been a lot of calls for um, archival vision um, in terms of the vision that uh, the Asian companies have sitting in their archives that perhaps Western markets haven't seen. So the bridge is certainly very busy talking to people about what it is that they have that we could potentially recut and reshape for new storytelling here uh, in the West. That's uh, a sort of an interesting aspect. And the other thing, of course, is that it could be in an emergency situation, if you like, that actually we are overseeing production remotely. So in other words, we are perhaps doing what the bridge has been trying to do for a long time, actually using um, uh, Asian crews to go out and do the filming that is necessary to bring in and drop into what would be considered otherwise Western programming. So, uh, you know, using Hong Kong crews in Hong Kong, Thai crews in Thailand, um, etc. So everything is open and being discussed. We'll, we won't know, of course, uh, how this is actually going to resolve uh, for a long time. We all know that. But certainly, if anything, it looks like Asia will be picking uh, picking up steam and pushing ahead, possibly, hopefully, in some ways, in the near future. Um, and that hopefully we will be able to use that advantage to our own advantage as well by increasing communication with those people all across Asia who are filming and are doing production. So it might actually lead to some interesting um, increased collaborations. Certainly webcam programming snippets of 
um, conversations from webcams from people's own homes, be they celebrities or ordinary people. Suddenly everybody is really on their webcams and all of that is is rapidly being cut into fast moving programming. Like you say, we got uh, we got we despite that, we got that uh, that psycho Shanghai media deal mm-hmm. announced yep. last week. Yep. Yeah, exactly. For the, for the next month or couple of months, uh, do you anticipate that that's where the majority of sort of television news and, and deals is going to come from? Thing, things like that, just to, Probably. you know, to show because they're up and running before us, yes. you know? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, in all likelihood, probably. I mean, the bridge itself has at the moment, I mean, I've got, we've got two um, uh, big projects. One is uh, Japan, Thailand, uh, UK, US, and the other is uh, Australia, Thailand, and the UK. And we're all looking at who's going to be able to move first and do what. We're looking also, of course, of more structured uh, parts forming an overall program. So as as we said before, of crews doing their part under us under a a lead director and then feeding that into programs. How these start, it is most likely in a way simply because China is back up and filming. South Korea, I certainly hope will get back up and filming soon and it looks as if it will. Thailand still doing some localised filming uh, in and around Bangkok. So again, it's the challenge really, I suspect, will be international. Amanda Groom from The Bridge talking with Clive Whittingham. That's all for this episode. Remember, if you'd like to share your story of coping with COVID-19 with the international TV industry, email us using the address press at c21media.net. There'll be more from the podcast next week, but in the meantime, stay safe and stay up to date with all the latest developments by following C21 online, on mobile and social media. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 